Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here's your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'll be your host tonight for Born to be Breastfed. Thank you so much for joining me. We have a great show coming up tonight, including a little piece that I had not planned to include. So I just want you to stay on your toes and stay with me for a moment. Our main show tonight will be about breastfeeding when you have big breasts. But there was some news that came out today that seems to be on the tip of everyone's tongue. And so I want to at least just briefly address that. And it's about buying breast milk online. Now, women have bought breast milk online previous to now. That part is not news at all. What's news is that there is a study that came out about the quality of that milk. The study was published just today in Pediatrics. Pediatrics is one of the leading journals that I go to for kind of the real information. And uh, the the American Academy of Pediatrics actually publishes that journal. So I would like you to be very, very clear that this is a very credible study. The I believe the lead author on this is Dr. I'm sorry, I will probably dreadfully mispronounce her name. I would say it is Kwanika, Kwanznika. Uh, no, excuse me. No, no, no. She is not the, the study person. Hold on here. You can tell that I'm, excuse me. Um, the, okay, I can't, I cannot, here you go, here you go. It's Sarah Keim as in Dr. Sarah Kime. She is the lead author on this study. And let me make the difference here. It's important for you to understand the difference between shared milk, that is milk that mothers just share with one another. They know a friend, they buy it online or whatever. That is different than milk that comes from a human milk donor bank, okay? The donor milks are run by the Human Milk Banking Association of North America, or what we in the business call Humbana. Now, Humbana has very strict guidelines about milk that goes that is dispensed from any donor milk bank. So this study is not, repeat, not about the quality of the milk from the Humbana places, but rather it's about this milk that has been sold specifically online, although certainly there is sharing that mothers do when they don't buy it online. So there's a couple of things that came out about this that you should be very, very aware of, and that is that the milk that they looked at with this milk that had been bought online had been contaminated rather uh, substantially with herpes and also with salmonella. So I want you to be aware of that. You would not want to feed that to your baby, and you should be aware that when you are buying milk online, number one, you should not be doing that in the first place because it should not be sold. I'm not an attorney, but I am quite sure that that is not what people should be doing, but also because it really does raise this awareness about 
contamination. Uh, I saw this today on the um, CNN, and I know that it's really, I mean, it's like my office is just buzzing with it, certainly, as well as mothers themselves. So I have not really had a chance to dive deeply into this study, but you should be aware of it, and you should be aware that if you are going to share milk, if you're sharing milk with your sister, you know, that's different. But if you are sharing milk from a stranger, you should be very aware that contamination is certainly a very potential problem. I mean, truthfully, it's a potential problem, even if it's from your sister. But hopefully, if it was somebody that was a friend or a relative, you would at least be able to ask them about their history. So be very, very careful with this. What you should do is be able to say to yourself, if your baby needs human milk, you really want to be getting that milk from uh, a bank that is associated with the Human Milk Banking Association of North America. And here, um, the shared milk is on place like Eats on Feets or Human Milk for Human Babies, those kinds of things. So be very, very careful with this. And I wish I had more time to tell you about it, but I want to get to kind of the meat of the show today. Okay, so that's kind of where we're at with that. And I'm I, I wish I could, I could I could talk like so much more about that. You know it. <laughs> I, I'm also I'm wondering. Okay, is this another whole show? But today I'd really get like to get to helping you gals who are very very well endowed. I am not one of those people. Let me tell you. Uh, so I don't know about this firsthand, but I have helped many, many women who are uh, very big busted, and they really do have some challenges that, that the skinnier ladies don't have. So hopefully I'm going to walk you through this with, first of all, I'll be talking about just large breasts and the, how these physical contours really do weighs some special issues, and I'm going to give you some keys to overcoming those potential obstacles. Now, let me be real clear. These are not super-duper problems. They're just little obstacles, little uh, speed bumps along the way, and I'm going to give you some tips on how you can kind of deal with that. Along with the physical piece, there is also the psychosocial piece, and I'll talk just a little bit about that. I am... I, I think very convinced that getting a well-fitting bra is absolutely key for you gals who are a little larger than the rest of us. And so today we will also have a guest who will be talking about bra fittings. So it's really going to be a pretty big show here today. I hope that I can, oh, I can feel myself talking really fast. I came from a loud Italian family where people knew how to talk loud and fast, and I guess that today's my day to uh, <laughs> put that talent to work. Okay, so let me start then with these physical contour changes. First of all, if you haven't noticed already, one of the things that babies will sometimes have difficulty with is latching, and that certainly can happen to any mom. But you gals that have the larger size breasts, the larger size areola, it's going to be a little bit more challenging for you. So the first thing I would recommend that you do is use an optimal hand position. I always start with telling mothers that have large breasts to use the C-hold. And that is when I'm standing here doing it by myself. I realize you can't see me. But when you're holding your hand, you're... 
you're sort of either holding it in like a C shape or you're spreading your fingers apart like a scissors. And that's called the V hold. Now, V hold generally doesn't work very well if you have a particularly large breast or large areola. Make sure that your fingers are not in the way. Keep them well behind the areola. And I advise supporting the breast with the hand at least the first week or so. Now, that being said, I know that there are some people who don't feel as strongly about that, but usually what I find is that most women in that first week or so of nursing that baby, they really need to have that support, and the hand does the job. So, um, first week or so, be sure you use your hand. You may continue to use it particularly if the baby still has difficulty or if you're having some difficulty. Now, uh, and by the way, we don't really have any good studies on that. So this is just Marie's opinion after having helped many, 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 many women. That is something that I think just works pretty well is the C-hold. Now, the other thing you can do is try what's called a U-hold. And with the U-hold, you kind of have your hand and your fingers like underneath, except you've got your fingers pointing towards your nose instead of towards your belly button, okay? So pointing upwards rather than towards the middle. And I think that's a good hold. I think it works pretty well, but I would also be eager to say that it's uh, your hand can really get tired that way. So it may be good to just sort of get the baby initially latched on, and then you might want to move your hand around. But the other thing that you can do is try to use your hands and your fingers to sort of form your breast into the shape of like a sandwich. This is always very, very difficult to explain. But by sandwich, I mean you you want to get it so that the fingers are under the breast and the thumb is on top with the thumb going in the same direction as the baby's lips go. And I'm hoping that I described that right because it's really hard to explain. There, I looked at probably, I don't know, a dozen YouTube videos over the weekend to try to find one that I thought really did a good job. I did indeed find one good YouTube that, uh, at least I thought it was a really good one, that would explain it the way that I would explain it. And I will uh, make sure that I get that link posted for you, because that one I thought was really worth watching. Now, this brings the next topic, which is, okay, got it, Marie, got it with the hand, but what about the position? I always try to start with helping a mom with a large breast to hold her baby in what's called a football position. And as the name implies, you hold the baby pretty much like you would hold a football, okay? And it gives the mother a little bit more control of the baby's um, body and torso. And with that little extra control, usually they do a little bit better at latching onto a big breast. Now, here's what women do wrong with that. Sometimes what they'll do is they will put their hand on the back of the baby's head. In other words, if the baby was wearing a crown, putting your hand where the baby's crown is. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. 
get your hand on the back of the baby's neck and point your fingers towards the baby's ears. Okay, because you want to be able to give the baby a little bit of room so that he can kind of move around if that doesn't exactly suit him. So football hold and make sure that your hands are not on the back of his head. Now, sideline position also can work pretty well, or even what's called cross cradle. I'm not big into teaching all mothers all positions. Usually if they can master one or two while they're in the hospital, it, and, and you can tell I'm a hospital nurse, okay? I've, I, <laughs> I, I most certainly have done stuff other than hospital, but uh, most of my experience has been there in those first few days really trying to get these babies latched on. And um, I think it's really important that you understand how to do one and do it well. But if cross cradle works well, as it does often for a large breast, sometimes what you can do is get a bed pillow to support the breast while the baby is lying on the pillow. And so both the breast and the baby are on the same pillow, and sometimes that will work well. Okay. Uh, when we come back, I will be talking to you a little bit more about getting good positioning. I'm Marie Biancuto with Born to be Breastfed. See you right after this break. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Take charge of your fitness and take charge of your healthy life. Listen for Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. Think back over the past week, the past month, the past years. Are you like a lot of other people? Too busy with the kids, work, travel, social calendars, business calendars, the day, the night, this and that. Make the decision to be healthier. Just do it. Chad Austin has made a living from motivating people to stop excuses and make fitness a priority in their lives. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Nine different energy systems make up the energy body. Energy is all around us and connects us. Energy exerts a major control over our biology and is a big reason why you should be tuning in to Energy Medicine and Optimal Health with your host, Dr. Ann Deatley. We'll explore energy balance techniques, tips, and patterns to keep your flow of energy optimal to maintain maximal health. By adopting these techniques, you will keep your energy body and physical body in harmony. Listen for Energy Medicine and Optimal Health, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at born2be-breastfed.com. Now, back to the show. 
Okay, so before we took a break, I was talking a little bit about difficulty latching as related to the large areola, and sometimes that goes with the small mouth as well. Uh, So I talked about some body positions and some hand positions. What I want to pick up with then is using a rolled up washcloth. This is a wonderful, wonderful trick for you gals who have larger breasts. Sometimes I've offered the mother a washcloth that I roll up, sometimes maybe two washcloths. If it's a woman with even larger breasts, I might use one of those receiving blankets. And yes, occasionally I've even used a rolled up towel. And here's what you do. Kind of really hard to explain this without showing you, but let's go with the washcloth idea. Okay, and what you do is you get yourself in an upright sitting position. Okay, and then you put the washcloth right between the kind of like the underside of your breast and your rib cage. Okay, and one of the things that this will do is it will help to take, it will help you to feel more comfortable with your hand and gives a little bit more support to the breast. So it's really kind of hard to say how much of a washcloth or how much of a receiving blanket you need, but you'll get so that you can tell. And if I don't get a chance to mention it later, I should also remember to tell you, same deal with hand expression. Some women have trouble doing hand expression with just one hand or or sometimes even with two hands, but the rolled-up washcloth deal also works pretty well for that. So that's a really great, great trick. Okay, so a lot of the time what happens is that you've got like this really large breast, really large areola, and sometimes I've seen a lot of women that have the large breast, a large areola, and they have rather um, short nipples to go with it as well. So what happens is that these little kids really have kind of a hard time getting on. So a lot of the things that I'm going to say to you would apply to any baby with any mother of any size breast. But this, I think, is really, really important for you to listen to if you're thinking that you're going to have trouble getting that baby on. So the first thing is remember that suckling is not something that the baby, like, necessarily does all in one fell swoop, okay? I usually tell the mother on the first few times that I want the baby to have an opportunity to lick and taste and lick and taste and lick and taste. And if he suckles, that's great. That's like a bonus, okay? But he needs that opportunity to lick and taste. He'll get moisture and he'll say, ooh, I think I might be interested in this. Or sometimes you can express a little bit of colostrum, and that gets him interested. If you can't express any colostrum for whatever reason, sometimes you can use just a little bit of warm water, and that's fine, too. Uh, There's really no... There's no great science on this, but what you really want to do is to get the baby to kind of moisten his lips, realize something's there, and then he's kind of like, oh, okay, maybe I should do this. Now, once he gets to to that kind of lick and taste thing the next thing is getting the baby to open wide I wish I had a nickel for every time that I've said this over the last 30 plus years but probably 85 percent of the problems that I've ever seen with kids latching regardless of the kid regardless of the mother it doesn't matter probably 85 percent of the problems that I've seen are because the baby does not open wide okay 
no science on that, just my opinion. But very often, what you want to do is you can kind of tickle that bottom lip right in the, like right in the center of the bottom of the lip. And you can just tickle that very gently with your finger. Or if it's the mother, she can, I'm sorry, wait a minute, who am I talking to here? The mothers of the nurses. Okay. Um, <laughs> with your finger or or with your nipple, it doesn't matter, but it's got to be a really, 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 really light, light touch. And if it's just as light as a feather, sometimes that will help the baby to open wide. The other trick is to get the baby to open both of his hands. That's actually a newborn reflex. It's called the Babkin reflex. And if the baby gets both of his hands open, quite often he will open his mouth. Now, I know this sounds really silly, but have you ever put on mascara? Every time that I put on mascara, I'm trying to open my eyes wider, and so what do I do? I open my mouth. I look in the mirror, and I say, why on earth do I open my mouth? I have no idea. All right, but somehow this opening the hand thing is the same idea. It really helps the baby to open his mouth. You can get the baby's hands open any way you want to, and by the way, it should be both hands, but I find the easiest thing to do is just simply get the baby's hands open and put them right on the mother's breast. So whatever it takes to get those babies, get their hands open, that is a great way to get the baby to open wide. Wait for that tongue to extend out over the lower gum. And another thing you can do is get just a teeny bit of head lag. Okay, so you're holding the baby and then you kind of like let him away just a little bit. Let his head lag just a little bit. When his head lags just a little bit to the back, that also will help him to open wide. Wait for that tongue to come over his lower gum line. Get the baby on chin first. Okay, chin first. And when that happens, the areola kind of rolls the bottom lip outward, which helps with the tongue extension. And I never know which one of those I want to talk about first because it always seems to me that one of them sort of helps the other thing. The other thing you could possibly do, and I got this from my wonderful friend Linda McGee, she says that she had a speech pathologist tell her to massage the lower gum line from the center out to the side. I've got to round up my speech pathologist friends and ask them about that. I, I actually haven't done it, but that seems to me like because the baby's oral musculature and perioral area there is so sensitive, that seems to make a lot of sense to me. Okay, so those are all sort of the the how-to with the hands, the breast, the sitting up, the rolled towel, all of that kind of stuff. So let me move to some thermal treatments or equipment strategies. I'm thinking, for instance, of cool compresses if the breast is very engorged. And sometimes with the gals that have the bigger breasts, I don't know that they have proportionately more engorgement, but they just have more engorgement by virtue of the fact that they have more breast tissue. So putting a cool compress on will help, but do not, do not, do not, do not put the cool compress on the nipple before the baby latches on. 
I don't know how many nurses I've had to straighten out on this. Oh, my word. I wish I had a nickel for every time I've said this, too. Because they say, but Marie, if you put the ice on the nipple, it'll make the nipple pop out and the baby can grasp it easier. And my answer is, yeah, it'll make the nipple pop out. I'll give you that. But it also decreases the amount of oxytocin that is circulating on the nipple, and then the mother might not have a letdown. So don't get the ice on the nipple. All right. Um, you can also try some cabbage. That really is another uh, show. Um, another possibility is using breast shells. I'm a big fan of breast shells. Now, I know that many of my colleagues will say, oh, there's no, there's no studies to prove that they work. Well, that's true. I agree with that. But I have taught now my review course for more than a decade, and I have had thousands, and I'm talking thousands of very expert lactation consultants who have had at least 10 years experience, sometimes 20 or 30 years experience, and I say to them, how many believe that shells work for this purpose? And usually a third to a half of the room or so raises their hands and says, yes, they work. Do I think they're great? No, I don't think they're great. Do I think they work all the time? No, I don't think they work all the time. But I think they're absolutely worth a try. And there I'm saying breast shell. I am not saying nipple shield. But I would also be quick to say that a nipple shield is another thing that might be useful here. Um, those are two different products. They're both fairly inexpensive. Uh, again, this would not be something that I would try right away, but I would go there if need be. Another possibility is reverse pressure softening, which is the brainchild of uh, Jean Cotterman, a wonderful nurse who's in the, um, I think she's in the greater Cleveland area, taught me that technique probably, I don't know, I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe a long time, uh, gave me her wonderful slides on that. And it is kind of a cool trick. It's more than I have time to explain today. Uh, you can also try some warmth. You can try it to the nipple. Because if so, sometimes what you can do is then if you remove a little milk from the nipple, it will help to make the nipple not so hard and the baby will be more likely to take it. Uh, you can try a little bit of gentle nipple rolling. I mean, actually, I usually tell the mother to do a little tapping before she does the rolling. Any of those things will do the job. Um, hand expression. Again, I would suggest that if the, the nipple is really over full, I personally do not get the pump out for the mother. I just get her to do just a little bit of hand expression, sometimes just a few milliliters will take off just enough of that firmness. And oh, by the way, then the baby gets to taste it and he says, oh, yum, yum. So that's another possibility that you can try. Now, before we leave that piece, I want to make sure that I talk to you just a little bit about um, using the pump. Very often, a woman who has a very large breast and a very large areola ends up getting a flange that is too small. It's really, really important that you understand this. Most times, uh, every brand that I have ever been aware of ships with a flange size that is a size 24 millimeter. 24 millimeter is the size for an average woman. 
okay? And women who have larger breasts need at least a 27, possibly a 30 or a 36, or the huge, huge one is a size 40. So any of those things you should explore. I'm Marie Biancuso. I promise that I will be back real, real soon. And when I come back, we'll talk with my guest, Robin Williams. And now to the break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly. But instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine, navigating the cancer maze with host Grace Goller. We'll help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you figured out what's not working in your sex life? Could you use a little help? Join your host, Tamaran, for Let's Figure It Out Intimately. Tamaran has had both highs and lows in her sex life. She uses her experiences to teach you some basic techniques on how to create more fun, intimacy, and pleasure. Her guests also come from the sexual health and wellness industry. And together, Tamaran and her guests will help you get the sex life you've always longed for. Let's figure it out intimately airs live every thursday at 3 p.m eastern time noon pacific on the voice america health and wellness channel opinions options answers you're listening to voice america health and wellness you're listening to born to be breastfed to reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back to Born to be Breastfed. I'm Marie Biancuto, and today I have with us a very special guest. It is Robin Williams. Robin is a very interesting woman. She came to my course, it was my comprehensive course, and I'm thinking that was like, um, I don't know, three or so years ago. She's based, yes, Robin, uh Uh uh-huh, and um, she's based in the greater Denver area. Let me just tell you, she has some very interesting credentials here. She is M.A., 
JD, IBCLC, and she has been working for a company in the greater Denver area called Bosom Buddies on and off since 1994. Now, in that time, are you ready for this, folks? In that time, Robin has, no joke, fitted over 8,000 bras. I think that you should be very confident that what she's going to tell us today about fitting bras, she knows her stuff. I mean, I there's no way I could speak as credibly to this. Uh, the other thing is, Robin is actually the mother of three boys. She has a twins who are six years old, and she also has a 19-month-old. So uh, just a word about Bosom Buddies. It is in the greater Denver area. They do have a ton of stuff that breastfeeding mothers could use. Now, today we're going to focus on their nursing bras. They really have a whole line of nursing bras. They actually stock multiple brands, and they have sizes from 30 to 48 with cup sizes AA to M, like in Marie. So we're talking here, we're talking a lot of sizes, and they can order sizes uh, as well. So they've got two stores if you're in the greater Denver area. And they also have a website where you can order. But I got to tell you, if I was a breastfeeding mother right now, and if I knew that Robin and her associates, because they have 10 associates who uh, I, I, I'm hoping that they can all fit as well as Robin does. But, but the 8,000 8, bras just blew me away, Robin. So well, thank you so much. Thank you, Robin, for joining us today. And I just want to tell our audience that Robin has graciously offered to give anyone who is listening a 10% discount just for listening to the radio show tonight. Now, I did not ask Robin or her boss for this. They just offered. And to get that, all you've got to do is go to their website. Here it is. Get your pencil. Here you go. It's www.bosombuddies.com. I will spell that. It's www.bosombuddies.com and put in the coupon code, da 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 Marie, like me. All right, so it's www.boozeandbuddies.com. Put in the coupon code Marie, and you can get 10% off from any purchase you make from now until the end of the year. So, Robin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the 10% discount, and thank your boss, because I'm sure that she also had to uh, agree to that. So uh, we're really looking forward to talking with you. I I just think you are a mountain of knowledge about bra fitting. And one of the questions that I very frequently get, not only from women with large breasts, although it seems like they're asking sooner, but the question I often get is, when should a mother plan to purchase a nursing bra? Well, thank you very much for having me, Marie. I really appreciate it. Uh, we get that question all the time, too. What's what's the best time? And there are really two times. The first is when she is uncomfortable in her current bra, which for some women is right after they find out they're pregnant or before, because huh. in the research we have done, we found that breast size starts changing right away. Um, so that's number one. Number two would be during the last month of her pregnancy. And that is because uh, breast size continues to change throughout pregnancy and nursing. And the research we have done has found it to be fairly unpredictable. So we can't necessarily say you're going to stop here and start here. 
So the closer you get to your due date, the less guessing that we have to do to help you find a bra that's going to fit afterwards. So, Robin, let me understand then. It sounds like you want what we nurse types would call a baseline early in the game. Before birth, yes. Um, okay. In the beginning of the pregnancy, it's it's not really a baseline that we can work with because we don't know how you're going to change. But okay. we do want something before birth because after birth, you are not going to want to go shopping for a bra for a couple of weeks. You've yeah, got that's some the, other things to worry about. That's the thing that people just don't understand. They're like, oh, I'm going to do it later. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Plus the fluctuation in sizes those first couple of weeks as milk comes in and engorgement and settles down makes it really difficult to fit you in a comfortable bra. So our best shot is during that last month of pregnancy, and then you have something to wear for at least those first few weeks, and you can always get more later on if your size changes or as you start to develop preferences for what you like and dislike. So Robin, I'm guessing that you'll suggest that the mother's very first nursing bra be one that's sort of utilitarian, provides comfort and some, I don't know what the technical term would be, but something like some room to grow. Am I kind of on the right track there? That's, That's exactly right. It should feel very good on, it should be supportive, but it should be either have some some visible room or be stretchy enough that she can grow into it. And many nursing bras nowadays are really designed with fabrics and structures that can do a little bit of growing and shrinking with you. And some are designed for that early postpartum period and really can accommodate two or three cup sizes of changes, which are great for the beginning. So I think that you're implying that you would not go towards a molded bra and not go towards an underwire uh, in that that last month or so of pregnancy. You would wait until the woman was a month postpartum or so for that? Usually we can get a better fit that way. And mom is more comfortable at that point with kind of knowing what she might like or dislike. But I never want to tell a mom she can't do that because some women just are not comfortable in anything else. One woman told me that she feels undressed unless she has an underwire bra. Right. And that's that's not (laughs) necessarily ideal, but she needs to feel good about herself. And if, if that's what it takes to get her there, just need to make sure... She's using the underwire safely to not cause problems, and uh, we'll certainly help her with that. Now, uh, underwire bras. I'm always really leery of underwire bras because so many of them do not fit correctly, Mm -hmm. and the mother ends up with a plugged duct or a mastitis. So this is not just a matter of, oh, you know, it's leaving a mark on my body, or it's a little uncomfortable, but oh, 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 you know, that's okay. No, it's a really much bigger deal than that. So my question is, how can the mother really be sure that she's getting a good fit with an underwire bra? Well, the number one thing is to be sure that the wire is wide enough to fully surround the breast tissue Uh. and pay special attention under the arms, because many women have breast tissue under the arms, even going back into the armpits, but... During nursing, the milk tucks go back there too. And so she may notice even more there, but that's where a wire sits. So she really needs to look and see, does that wire go beyond that point or is it really sitting on that breast tissue? If it's sitting on that breast tissue, it may not be a good fit, but it may also be that this just isn't a risk worth taking at this point in her life. Her her body and the bras may not match up in a way that'll make an underwire a good choice for her. Mm-hmm. And then number two, um, underwires are for when you're up and about, um, not for when you're lounging, sleeping, any of that kind of thing. 
You know, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I just always assume that, but I'm not sure that I've ever actually said that to a mother. And and moms have so much to worry about, and this is a new body they're not used to. So yeah, it is one thing. Anytime they're buying a wire, we want to make sure she understands that's not her sleeping bra. That's not her comfort bra. Right. Right. In the few minutes that we have left, Robin, and then I'll get you back after the break, but um, can you address briefly just a a sleep bra? How do you feel about those? When should they be used? Whatever you want to say about sleep bras. Well, there's nothing really special about a sleep bra other than it should be comfortable. And typically things that are labeled sleep bras are more flexible and they're less structured, don't have a lot of snaps or things to get in the way when you're sleeping. Um, as long as it's comfortable and it feels good, that's really all that matters. Uh, usually sleep bras have a little less support because really all they're for is to kind of keep your pads in place while you're lying down. But there's nothing magic about anything labeled that way. Any soft cup uh, bra that's comfortable and fits well can be used for sleeping. Okay. Um, I think we are at a stopping point here. Then I would like to go to uh, the break. And when we come, we've been talking about pretty much bras, fitting bras, and a little bit about the um, different kinds of bras. When we come back, I want to talk just a little bit about sports bras, because that's a question that I've heard as well. I'm Marie Biancuto, and we are going to break. We will see you right on the other side of this break. Stay tuned. Do not go anywhere. See you soon. your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. No matter what you have tried, healing is always possible. Learning about healing, what it is, and what it can do brings a much clearer understanding of the process. Listen for the Healing Power Hour with Suzanne Hill. Our program will help you understand your own body, so that you can understand how you can reduce or eradicate any negative health issues that you might be dealing with. Healing is energy-based, and by learning how it works, you help yourself. Tune in to the Healing Power Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Every weekend, take some time out of your schedule for new reflections featuring Dr. Adam Rubenstein. It's a show about all things aesthetic. 
from skincare to plastic surgery, health, and beauty. You'll learn about the aesthetic products and procedures to embrace or avoid. Each show will feature live, virtual, interactive consultations that you'll be able to follow along with and featured guests from the world of beauty and aesthetics. Listen Saturdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, for new reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, that this has been a really interesting segment, at least for me, and I hope for you as well. I'm Marie Biancuto, and with Born to be Breastfed, I have as my special guest today, Robin Williams, who is from BosomBuddies.com. And for those of you who want to get your 10% discount just for listening to the show, go to their site. You can have 10% off anything that is um, on the website from now until the end of the year just by putting in the code name. The code name is Marie. And so the reason that I felt that it was really important for Robin to come on here is that I am not an expert at fitting bras. Robin has fitted over 8,000 bras. And while everybody should have a good fit, I think it's especially important for the large-breasted woman. So, Robin, can you talk to us a little bit more about that, getting a good fit stuff? Sure. Uh, getting a good fit is is important for every woman, perhaps more importantly for the larger woman just because she has more of a challenge to start with. Yes. Um, when uh, the lactating breast, even despite the size changes, is about four times as heavy as a non-lactating breast. And so when you're talking about a woman who's a little larger to start with, that's a lot of weight to consider. So getting a good bra to support that is, is important and can be quite a challenge. In most department store type settings, they don't have a wide size range. Uh, and so it can be really difficult. Uh, we get women who come in all the time with various kind of experiences one recently came in wearing a size 42D bra and said, you know, it didn't really feel quite right, but this is how she was fit at the department store and just wanted to see if we had anything different. Well, the problem is there are two important pieces to getting a, a bra fit well. One is the band size, which is the number, and the second is the cup size, which is the letter. Uh-huh. So this woman came in in a 42D and she actually needed to be in a 36G. Oh, man. (laughs) The problem was in the department store, they didn't have the letter to fit her. So they adjusted the number to make it right. But if the two pieces of the bra don't both fit, it's not doing its job. So she's going to be pretty uncomfortable. So especially for the larger gal, she needs to, to be picky and make sure she is getting the size that she needs, even though she may have to look a little bit harder for it. Mm -hmm. Another couple of things to keep in mind that if the bra size in general, um, a 36G doesn't mean that you're going to be a 36G in every bra you put on. They're kind of uh, like jeans. They all fit sure. different. Or shoes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then to make things a little more confusing, some manufacturers use different sizing markers than others. Some use double and triple letters. Some don't. 
So while you may be an F in this bra, you may be a G in this bra, simply because the manufacturer says the alphabet in a different way. So that's really a challenge and important to be sure you're trying on and seeing what's fit rather than paying attention to what's on the label. Because it doesn't really matter what it says, it matters how it feels and if it does yes. its job well. I'm just still astonished that somebody that started out and came into your shop with a 42D ended up with a 36G. Mm -hmm. That's just a whole other, it's like, wow. And she had to be a million percent more comfortable. Absolutely. You know, actually, Robin, that's one of the reasons why I invited you on the show, because I find that sometimes people are a little bit penny wise and pound foolish. They buy something that is quote economical but then it doesn't work for them and I don't care whether it's a nursing bra or it's any other uh, number of nursing products or products related to breastfeeding you know and then they end up buying another one and so they really have not saved any money in the long haul if anything they've actually lost money and And they've put up with a lot of stress and discomfort in the meantime absolutely yes it's not that you can't find a good quality product for a low price there are times where that is what you need and meets your needs, but not all of the time. And there are reasons why there are different price points. And you just have to make sure that what you're looking for meets the needs that you have. Fabric and manufacturing has come a long way in the lingerie industry. And we used to, years ago, really think cotton was the best thing. And I still have a lot of women that come in and ask for a cotton bra. They tend to be a little bit less expensive, which is a nice bonus, but it's it's an old fabric. It doesn't have the technologies that the newer ones does, so it doesn't last as long. It right, doesn't have the right. support, the structure, the shape, the moisture wicking, all of these features that can really make a bra not only be more comfortable, but last longer. Uh, but they do Robert, cost a little more up front. You have absolutely achieved one of my goals tonight, which is to help the woman to become a much more informed consumer. And to when she's buying that bra, to really give it some thought as to what that thing is going to do for her and how she's going to spend her money in a way that's going to keep her comfortable, happy, etc. So, Robin, thank you. Thank you so much. You've been so helpful. Uh, this has been Robin Williams from Boozum Buddies. That's www com. I do not have any relationship with this company other than Robin came to my course a few years ago. I found her knowledgeable and felt that she would be very helpful to us. So Robin, thank you. Thank you for being here and I will carry on with the show. Thank you, Marie. You're very welcome. So uh, before we go today, there's a couple of points that I want to make sure that we touch on because, as you can tell, I really had a lot of things to say here. I want to make sure that you understand the importance of the plugged duct, and I think that Robin really addressed that with a too tight bra, an underwire that doesn't fit, or any of those kinds of things. I did not mention candidiasis, and you gals that are a little bit more well-endowed, what you'll find is sometimes you will get yeast infections right between the bottom part of your breast and where your rib cage is. One of the things that is very helpful with that is making sure that you dry yourself well, whether it's water after the shower or milk that is leaked or whatever. But you need to make sure that that is taken care of. Oh, and I also wanted to go back and say about flanges. I kind of implied that the flange was related to the size of the breast, and I did not mean to imply that. What I 
wanted to say was you need to get the flange to fit the nipple and that is different than the breast. So I'm sorry if I misled you on that. I can talk about that certainly. I can, I can talk about that for two hours easily. Um, I just wanted to mention too, body image issues. Again, really important to have a good bra and nursing in public. I would suggest that you make sure that you wear something that is appropriate and also that you think about how the bra is going to work for you. For example, is the cup a drop-down design or is it a flap-down design? Any of those kinds of things are important. So let me quickly summarize about what I think would be the five top tips. First of all, learn how to best help your baby to achieve a good open wide and a good latch on. Focus on the important points when expressing your milk. Tips that are helpful for all mothers are especially important for you if you have large breasts. Choose a quality, well-fitting, supportive bra. It will improve your comfort, contribute to your positive self-image, and help to prevent complications such as the plug duct or the mastitis. Plan ahead for those situations. I didn't mention vigorous exercise today, but you should have a supportive bra if you're doing vigorous exercise as well. And remember that even though the size of the breasts don't determine the volume of milk made, larger breasts do make very warm, ample places for the baby to snuggle. So enjoy all that you have to offer your baby. That's all I have for today. I'd like to thank Robin Williams of Bosom Buddies for being my guest today, and I'd like to thank all of you for listening to Born to be Breastfed, and I'd like to invite all of you to come back next week. Please visit my website at borntobebreastfed.com for a preview of what's coming up next week. And if you're interested in professional continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember, I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. For example, I will be teaching in Chicago twice in the coming two weeks. I will be in Dallas thereafter. And one of those, by the way, is the uh, course that Robin herself took. So if we can invite you to that, that would be great. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths, clarify the facts, and we'll talk next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember... Your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuzo next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. Each week, 